There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to episode 116 of Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing the season two finale of Channel Zero No End House. Oh, God, it's so good. Yes. All right, so before we get into this, you have news. Yes, I do. Sci-Fi Today announced that Deadly Class, based on the graphic novel of the same name by co-creators Rick Remender and Wes Craig, has been picked up to pilot. From Sony Pictures Television Studios and Universal Cable Productions, the graphic novel was adapted to television by executive producers Remender and Miles Feldscott. Joe Russo, the Avengers Captain America, Anthony Russo, the Avengers and Captain America, and Mike LaRocca, spy from the Russo Brothers Productions, and Adam Targan, Banshee from Chipmunk Hill, will also executive produce along with Lee Tolan Krieger, the Age of Adeline. Targan will serve as showrunner and Krieger will direct. Deadly Class follows the dissolution teen recruited into a storied high school for assassins, maintaining his moral code while surviving a ruthless curriculum, vicious social cliques, and his own adolescent uncertainties may prove fatal. Oh, so just like high school. Right. (laughs) Set against the backdrop of late 80s counterculture, just like high school. Yeah. (laughs) Deadly Class is a coming-of-age journey unlike anything you've ever seen. Deadly Class joins previously announced projects in development at Sci-Fi, including Night Flyers, a pilot based on author George R.R. Martin's novella, Tremors from the 1990 film of the same name starring Kevin Bacon, and The Purge, based on the popular film franchise and set to air on both USA and Sci-Fi. Oh, this should be interesting. Especially, it's going to be set in the 80s, so like Breakfast Club-esque times? Yes, but if we're talking assassins, uh, maybe more uh, Sopranos. I can just picture the Breakfast Club with some kind of weird, like, Assassin's Creed thing happening. I don't know. This is weird. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. If any of you have ever heard of this, because it was a graphic novel. Let us know what you think of the graphic novel, and if you think this is something that's going to you know, be able to come over. Because a lot of these companies, sci-fi, we see them doing this with, with what is it, Happy? Right. That one I'm kind of iffy about. Yes, <laughs> extremely. But obviously, Walking Dead did great, and sci-fi did it with uh, Winona Earp, and was it Van Helsing also? I think. Yes, and The Expanse was based on a novel. and Well, that was a regular novel, not a graphic novel. Right, not a graphic, yes. Those have all done great, 
And then they took a regular novel, which was Hunters, and that wasn't so great. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I want to know what you guys think. So if anybody out there has actually read this, let us know. And uh, we may have to go looking for this at our local comic book store and see what we think, too. Right. I may have to get on the horn and have them pull some copies. All right. Well, this should be interesting. And they have so many things in production. Still a little salty that we're not going to get any more of a certain show that we really enjoyed that really needed a better finale. But, you know, yes, dark matter. But it is what it is. <laughs> so let's at least have our, our close with season two of Channel Zero, The No End House. Episode 6, Hollow Girl. Jules goes back inside the Noen house to rescue Margot. Together, Jules and Margot must finally deal with Seth and the father in order to escape the house before it's too late. So interesting. And I have a question. Okay. Since it was already in the synopsis, we know Jules goes in, so it ends up being somewhere semi-close for her to go. Do you think somehow the house is trying to help Margot out? Hmm, that's a real interesting theory there. Because it could have went absolutely anywhere. Right, and it ends up in Quebec, so I don't know how long of a drive that was for Margot, but she got there, so... Well, Jules. Yeah, Jules. <laughs> for Margot, it was just a quick walk. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it just seemed kind of strange. Because yeah, it could have ended up over, you know, in Australia, where not exactly quick and easy. Right. It may have been impossible for Margot to get there, but... Jules, she's trying to get yeah, Margot. why am I... <laughs> Jesus, Steve, come on. Because um, Margot's in there. Yes, Margot's in there. Jules is not in there. But I think it also wanted Jules. Oh, like it wants her back in there. Right, because I think it really thinks highly of Jules. Okay. Because it's concentrated on her for the whole episode while not dad was taking care of keeping Margot busy. Okay. And this was interesting too, because we open with Margot eating eggs and toast, like just do to do at the table and dad just sitting there looking kind of glum. And she looks at him and she, it's like so innocent. She's like, you're starving. Right. I think it's just like, I can wait another day. And she's like, it's okay. It's been too long. I wrote it down. It's like, all right, how much is she already like losing? Right. Because we talked about this earlier. Is it not just those long-term memories? Is she losing like current memories? Because when you you had said something about that, because her head was hurting, so like maybe right. it's not holding on to anything new. Exactly, and that's very possible. Because just looking at her in this conversation, it looks like she's. Almost to the point where Jules was earlier. Right. Kind of dazed and just like... Right. Just not... Just out there. Right, right. Oh, gosh. I'm... And... All right. She's going through this story. Like, she's talking. She remembers what's happening. You know, they're right. on the lake. She wrote it gonna... down and basically she's reciting it to him without having it in front of her. Which I thought was kind of weird. But, you know, joking around that we used to look for UFOs. And he has an apple, and he says to her, in her memory, if this ever rolls out of the lake, don't take a bite, because the fish might be fishing for us. 
<laughs> and I'm I'm like, oh, hey, because that's exactly what's happening right now. This house exactly. was fishing for people. Yes. And he's crying. And that's what kind of threw me that, you know, because he sees the apple had come up out of the goo. And we come and we look at dad and he's just crying. So it's like, are you crying because you like you were saying, like, you've come to real, the realization that this was this man's daughter and he really loved her and all of this stuff. And you are taking everything from her. Right. I think he he has developed a conscience and it's eating at him big time. Uh, so and I kind of noticed this as we go. Right. Because things were said and he's just like, oh, no, this isn't normal. Right. And I was just like, wow. Okay. So this non-being in the house, which is an extension of the house, is developing this. And maybe, and that's why I'm thinking that maybe somehow the house is put somewhere close enough for Jules to get to. Right. But I see your side too, saying, you know, because they didn't have everything. And we still don't know what the hell was in there. Right. That maybe they really wanted her to finish off whatever. Right. Yes, I I do have a feeling that they wanted out as bad as not JT wanted out. Mm -hmm. But they had to have just the right person to release them. Mm -hmm. And that was going to be Jules. Okay. So weird. Especially, I want to know what the hell the stuff is who he's eating. Right. Because maybe it's like tapioca balls. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like trying to figure, you know, somebody's like, oh, is that pomegranate? It's like, mm, right, they're bigger. Yeah. Right. I, all I can think of is like tapioca balls surrounded by like jello. That's what it looks yeah. like. And I wonder if he actually has to eat this or if it kind of can go off screen where he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get this out. Because it's, it's weird. Because, of course, because oh, he grabs the apple and just pops it open and it's filled with the weird jelly all memories. Right. And Margo, just so sweet. Just like, oh, what is it? And Dad, who, like you said, very sincere. He's like, oh, it's just a few afternoons. Right. But then, you know, it seems like Margo's trying to have a normal life and that Dad and Seth are trying to give that to her because we see her write, writing down notes and you see that the writing is changing, though. Yes. Like it's getting, it's kind of, getting more and more. It looks like uh, my writing. It looks bad. <laughs> and that's what more I think. and more childish, shall we say, as if it was a child writing. See, I'm thinking it looks like how I, when I'm writing really fast, not looking at the paper. Oh, okay. that's what it was looking like. But yeah, it it was looking worse and worse as it goes. Right. And then you see her like crawl in bed with Seth. He's reading a book. How are you reading a book? Nothing makes sense in this place. Yeah. Did you bring one in with you? Uh, maybe they got a library. <laughs> and he's the only one who can read? Yeah. <laughs> maybe. But then, like, the next day, Margo's swimming, and, you know, Dad's just watching her. And then, fast forward, like, normal life. It's like, take a walk, eat, have sex with Seth, because this is normal in alternate reality. Right. I'm getting real tired of Seth, like, real fast. Yes, yes. Because as soon as she goes to sleep, He's up and about. Right. And he's he goes, like, creeping me out. Yes. Pays a visit to his not parents. Yeah. Why is he going there and looking at them? If he doesn't care about them, why does he keep going? Right. And of course, the next morning, Margot is walking down the sidewalk looking for him when Seth 
approaches and says, are you looking for me? And Margo says, you've been taking a lot of walks lately. You go, well, what's up with that? Right. And I'm like, all right, Spidey senses tingling. Yes. And he tells her he was trying to clear his head. See, I was thinking that suddenly, what if this was kind of reversed and those people in the cage were actually the people who he brought in and he's the one who goes and like feeds on their memories. Ooh. That's nice. what I was thinking here because it's like, why does he keep going there? Right. And reason is, is he's having them take stuff he doesn't want to remember. Now, how is he able to do that without, you know, them taking too much is what I want. Yeah, that I, that I don't know. But, you know, you start focusing on a certain memory that, yeah, this is a memory I don't want to have. So here, okay, I'll think about that memory. You guys chow down and I won't have to deal with it the next day. Ah, <laughs> guilt, maybe. So exactly. You don't have any guilt uh, for anything. Yeah, I don't like you. I don't like you. No. No. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, as they're talking, Margo kind of stumbles. What the heck did I say? And she's like, oh, I just got dizzy. And I think that kind of gave Seth pause because then all of a sudden he walks back looking down like an alley and there's like a flag and a moving truck. And I'm like, somebody's moving in this place? Right. And he's like, huh. And Margo's like, that wasn't there. Things have changed. And Seth is like, oh, yes, the world rearranged itself. And apparently we're somewhere where they speak French. And it's like, all right, so we know it's been a long time because the house doesn't show up quickly. Right. But this, I thought, was weird because all of a sudden we're, like, with jewels. Yes. And, uh, like, there's a calendar. And she writes, like, house. How the hell do you know that the house is going to be somewhere during this time? I don't get it. How does she know this? I don't care how much you're researching. JT seemed to be over the top with the research, and he right. didn't know the when and where. Right. Now, she ended up getting Quebec, and that was all because of a bunch of pictures and stuff that was Posts and right. stuff. Yeah, apparently there's a, um, oh, what do you want to call it? A um, Like a message board? Yeah, a message board for No End House. Okay, but how the heck did she know? Unless she's just looking back and knows it's been like, able to figure out going so far back like how often it shows up right which is still weird but thankfully it showed up close and it's quebec yeah how did they have a fandom i'm telling you it's just like any other crazy like urban legend you have so many people talking about it i'm sure we can just plug in any urban legend in google and get like right bigfoot i now want to plug in no one's house right see what happens (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> I might have to do that to see if there's, like, the Chicago haunted house urban legend thing pops up. We'll find out. Right. But she's gathering she... up stuff. Right. And an interesting um, list of items she grabs. She grabs the pictures of her and Margot. And I'm assuming that's to try to help, kind of like Dylan did. Right. A book, Which a I... backpack, and a knife. I was wondering what the book was. Was it supposed to be like a journal? Was it supposed to be almost like I a shared so. diary with them or what? Yeah, must have been. Because she threw the pictures in it, so there must have been something it written down in there that memories that they shared or something. Okay. Yeah, maybe it was like something they had through childhood. Right. She drives to Quebec. She finds the house. And when she sees it, it she pauses for 
a minute. Well, yeah, because she's going to have to. How, how do you gather your strength to go through your fear by right, yourself? Again, yeah. Again. <laughs> but she does, and she walks up and gets in line. Yeah, a bunch of people speaking French. All of a sudden, they look at her, and, you know, the girl speaks English. It's like, how do you know she doesn't speak French? Right. <laughs> but, you know, oh, how did, how did you find out about this place? And she pauses, and you know she wants to be like, run, bitch, run. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, my friends. Do not go in. Yeah, but my friends came here last year, or went there, whatever. Right. And it's like, holy crap, now we at least know why Margot seems so, like, out of it. Right. But I feel like Dad has really been not sucking memories down. Right. If it's been a year since they went in the first time, then, yeah, for Margot to have at least some semblance of her still there is... Amazing. Yes, and so Dad has to be just... Barely surviving. Right. But just enough to, like, not go crazy is what I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, you have this random French girl who's like, oh, yeah, everyone says it'll change your life. And all of a sudden, Seth pops his big face up. Right. Hi, Jules. Man, how did she not punch him dead in the face? Exactly. (laughs) So he's outside, like, talking it up. I was pissed. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so Seth is the one who's out recruiting people. It's not just the house. Into the house, right? Oh, I was so mad. But if you remember the calendar, it was also showing it was what, like four days at least that the house would be there, right? Four or five. So it at least gave her time to get there. But I'm pissed because how many people is Seth bringing in there? You know, how many? A lot. How many? Girls, has he been like, oh, yeah, this will be fun. And you know what? I'm, mm, Seth, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. The scumbag alert started going off very loudly. I'm telling you, it was from first episode for me. Yeah. <laughs> just got madder as we went. Yes. Once inside, we see Jules following Seth from a distance. She's not getting near him. Well, she's kind of looking around and, and, freaked out which i can understand and then you know he's just pipes in oh it's not coming for you while you're with me because it likes you alone doesn't it how the hell do you know yeah i'd be side-eyeing him like my (laughs) eyes would be stuck sideways at this point right of course jules replies that she thought it might have starved to death by now yeah interesting (laughs) the way he says it he's like because it won't starve to death while their food source is still out there it just keeps getting hungrier and hungrier Thanks, Vincent Price, for making me get more yeah. creeped out. <laughs> exactly. Because then he's like, stops and looks at her. He's like, because if it finds you, it'll probably suck you dry. It's like, what the hell? Dude, not cool. <laughs> he's trying to get into her head ASAP. Yeah, uh, good job. You know, he there. knows that she's coming for Margo, so he's got to be on the defensive and try to get her off her game here real quick. and. You think he's doing a damn good job of it. Yeah, he got in my head. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're creeping me out. Just stop. Please just stop. And Jules says, hey, I don't recognize this neighborhood. This wasn't the way to Margot's house last time. Oh, and surprise, look where we are. Right, in front of his uh, parents' cage. Right. 
Yeah, and I love he's like, oh, no, it changes around. It's a little too close for comfort for me, but, you know, that's how it is. What? Right. What? And I actually, I'll be honest, I wrote Seth in, like, quotes. Seth was outside waiting. It's like, all right, is it, like, making copies of him and Seth isn't really Seth? That's what I was thinking was happening. No, I think he's got full reign to go, come and go as he pleases. Yeah, well, especially get- the next moment. Right. Because he goes into his little speech where the house is an organism and it has instincts, it has an appetite, and it has to a will to survive. And the more I understand it, the more I admire it. Right. And- well, you go kiss the spear. <laughs> and I'm like, um, no. Yeah. Because you know Jules had that look on her face like, are you kidding me right now? Right. And I had that same look on my face. (laughs) Yeah. And when she starts cussing up and down, it's like, I'm going to get Margo out. So screw you. Screw this house. (laughs) Screw this universe. Y'all are crazy. Done with you. But apparently, Seth has other ideas. Yeah. Because, man, he just punched her right in the stomach. Yes, he does. I was like, holy shit. Gets her in a headlock and drags her into the nearby house. And then next thing we know, we see him talking to, at the house with Margo. And I'm like, holy crap, he just killed her. That's right. what I was thinking, or fed her to the spear or something. Right. Love how not dad is staring at a blank TV. Right. And she's like, this is normal. I'm just going to pop in here. And Margo comes down and he's just kind of staring off into space. And, you know, and ask him if he went for another walk. Yeah, you're not telling her the truth that you're going outside and bringing people in. Bastard. Yeah. And he says, yeah, everything is different now. What does that mean? Yeah, what's up with that? I was thinking he meant because of Jules. I think so, too. I think so, too. He's got to be on the defensive now. Right. And I love it. He's like, are you hungry? And he's looking in the fridge and... That's when you hear Margo's like, I was thinking of something, and then just stops. I'm like, oh, my God, she can't remember things. But she does. She thinks the door to the house should be closed to keep it from luring others into it. And Mr. Defensive comes back with, it's evolving, and he doesn't know if it's going to be that easy. Right. And she just kind of wanders off. It's like, oh, I think we should try. And it's like, she just sounds... Very, at this point, if you're going to go to Harry Potter here, Luna Lovegood, how she's kind of like talking and like nobody's really listening to her. That's how I'm feeling it's all happening right now. Because obviously the only one who's kind of paying attention is Seth and he's going to, what I feel, he's going to get what he wants and stop her from doing whatever she wants to do. Yes, but dad is still there. Yes. And... He didn't react to anything, but I believe he heard everything. Okay, I can see that. But, like, trying to... I'm going to stay neutral. Yes, I think he's basically trying to figure out what Seth's game is. Okay. So, Jules wakes up in an empty room, and we go, thank God. Well, I'm like, it's a basement. This isn't good. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Especially when you start hearing the voices. And I right. can finally hear some of them. It's like, come here, Jules, closer. Touch me. Come here, closer. And I'm like yeah. creeping out because I'm like, oh, God, it it's so 
low that if you weren't listening super close, you couldn't really hear it. Make it out, right. And I'm like, this is creepy. (laughs) (laughs) And it got worse because she's talking to it. Right. I'm like, why are you talking to the thing? And it's like pushing up against the, which, oh, it's like you kind of see the face all squished up, but not see the face. Right, yes. That was weird. And I'm like, stop talking to the thing. It's going to like burst out and grab you or something. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she calls it a psychological tumor and that it really doesn't matter because she's not the same person as last time. And she's actually able to walk away from it. Right. For a second. Until it turns Margo on her. That ain't right. No, they're, they're playing dirty. Because it's the voicemails from Margo from after she left for school. Right. And then suddenly you just hear her, Margo's voice saying Jules, and that's what stops her and she turns around and then you have, like, it looks like it comes at her and grabs her. Or, I don't know exactly what it was. And so I'm right. like, did it get her? Did it just, like, lunge for her somehow? I I didn't know what it was, because that's when they cut away. Right. Exactly. Thanks for making me not know what's happening, guys. And we see Margot is out on the edge of the driveway, and, of course, Seth comes out and asks what she's doing, and she's still thinking about closing the door, and Seth plays on her more by saying, Oh, you care more about other people than you do yourself. Isn't that And as long as I'm here (laughs) Yeah, that really is a good thing. But not set not for Seth it's not. Right. And for as long as you're here, I'll always be there for you. Which is exactly what not dad said the first time through. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yes. And you kinda go So, that's where they got that line from, huh? See, I thought it was weird that he's like, as long as you're here. Right. It's like, wait, what does that mean? Well, she's been in there for a year now, and she's almost total veg. So, that to me, that's what he was saying is, oh, yeah, well, when you don't have any memories left and go total veg, then... Ah, okay. because I won't come around as much. Well, yeah, because she won't remember him anyway. Right. Or will she? Since this is mostly memories taking place in the house, will she still remember right. him? Dad would starve to death at that point because yes. it's nothing that he had. Right. Okay, here's creepy number 523. Yes, because we go back to Jules and we see the sphere and it looks like something is trying to get out. And they're screaming. Yes, and it's female. Yes. And then we see a splat and this black goo go all over the outside, the inside of the sphere. I thought it it somehow had grabbed Jules and, like, crushed her or, you know, something. Right, exactly. And then out of nowhere, the knife pops out of the sphere. So, yay, Jules. I'm hoping it's actually Jules. Yeah. Is... Killing her demon, I guess. Right. I'm going to call it a demon because it's whatever freaked her out. And so she manages to get out and she's in goo screaming. Right. But there was something else, but we don't know what the hell it was. It looked like a person, but like still in the sphere, but it was like melting away. Right. 
and we never got closure. No, we did not. <laughs> but because she managed to kill this egg, I'm wondering if she got her memories back. Don't know. Yeah, but we see her just covered with blood and goo. Yeah. And what flipped me out is she's about to leave the house, and all of a sudden we hear a voice that I thought was Margot saying, yes. is Seth coming back soon? Right. And I'm like, holy shit, did it somehow create another Margot, or is she too no. late? What's going on? Right. And, hey, look it, there's orchids on the TV suddenly. Right, and it's got Margot just tranced. As Seth is watching her from the kitchen and looking very happy with himself. Right. Ugh. Good. And then here's where we get to the point where Dad is starting to take Margot's side. Yes, I very much felt that at this point. Because he goes out, Seth goes out there and basically tells him that, you know, Margot has this crazy idea in her head and... We need to get it out of there. And Dad goes, no, I think it would be a good idea. Right. Is it a crazy idea? Is it? Right. No, it just messes up your plans. Right. And especially when Seth's like, it's going to mess up the ecosystem. And it's like, okay, this is when I'm starting to think he is actually the house again. Right. And Dad's like, uh, no, she's just trying to keep other people from being trapped inside. And I think that's a good idea. And I love it because Seth is like, all right, let me go politician here. Right. <laughs> no, if the house dies, that means you die too. And, you know, do you really want that to happen? And he comes right back at her with, well, I'm going to die soon anyway, as soon as Margot was hollowed out. Oh, uh, yeah. And he's like, and as for you, we all have to make sacrifices, don't we? I thought that was a great little dig there. Yes. Good job, not dad. Yes. I, I, We're getting to see some of his personality actually coming through in this last episode, I think. Right. So I was happy about this. Yes. Margot looks out the front window and sees somebody walking down the street. And I don't think she recognized it as Margot, but she goes outside. See, I thought they, Jules couldn't recognize the house, and that's why... Right. Because it looked like she was almost walking past until Margot came right, out. Right, right. And this was interesting, yeah, because Jules is like, do you remember me? And Margot's like, you are literally the last thing I would forget. And I'm like, okay, that's great. That's the one thing she's holding on to no matter what. Right. And so... It won't feed Dad. <laughs> right. So I feel like... Okay, if she was holding on to that, that maybe somehow she was remembering what happened and that Jules was the one that knew what was going on here. Right. So, uh, maybe, but... Jules does everything in her power to convince Margot that they need to go, and Margot's not having it. She's... <gasps> I was getting pissed, because Margot's like, I don't remember anything out there. I right. don't care! Right, go! <laughs> Quickly. What is wrong with and you? And finally... Jules says, oh, I want to show you something. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, is she going to show her that she killed the sphere? Or right. is there the other Margot that I was thinking? Right. And Margot kind of pauses, and she's Jules is like, oh, no, you don't have to tell them. It's a prison break. Right. And Margot all of a sudden is like, okay, and they wander off. Right. They get back to that house, and they go inside, and... She tells her there's something you need to know about Seth. And again, I'm thinking, okay, there's another Margot. 
Right. But when we see, it's a girl drawing, and it looks like she's a little girl to me. So I was thinking this was maybe like his little sister or something. Right. That like he took yes, with. It, she was younger than Margot and Jules, that's for sure. And so if we're looking at like the timeline, when the hell did she come in? And if she knows right. Seth, how old were they when they came in? Yeah. And was this possibly a sister at one time? Or like mm. an early girlfriend kind of thing? Right. Yes. Like, he keeps growing up, but nobody else is. Right. So, Jules informs her that Seth brought her to the house like he did Margot, and he let the house hollow her out. But it was interesting that she was able to draw and still remember something and talk. Right. Yes. She, she was able to speak, and most of the things she said was had to do with Seth. Right. So, not a whole lot. Yeah, but... Right. And it's like, oh, my God, how many people in these houses are there and have known Seth in some way, shape or form? Right. And I love it because Margo's like, how long have you been in this house? And Jewel's like, she doesn't even know she's in the no end house. Right. Doesn't realize. Right. And the girl's just like. And of course they go, what are you talking about? Right. And when's Seth coming back? I'm like, wow, she's really she's stuck in her loop for sure. Yeah. And of course, Jewel tells her that. Pretty soon, you're going to be just as hollow as this girl is, and he'll replace you, too. And I thought that that was the kick in the pants that Margot needs. Right. But it's not, because Jules asks if she's ready to go, and Margot says nothing. Right. And Jules like, yeah, stay here, I got something to do. Right. And I'm like, okay, Jules is stuck, or Jules is going to go do something to Dad. Right. Because it's the only way that she thinks Margot will leave. And um, I was really hoping I was wrong and that she was instead going to go do something to Seth. But Right. That's who she should have done. Right. <laughs> went after. But we have a whole different type of confrontation that I was not expecting. Right. Because Seth walks down the block towards the caged family. Margot comes out of the house and meets Seth in the street and... She is not a happy camper. No, but she's not super aggressive. She's not like super pissed off woman. No, 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 no. But I think that be a whole lot worse. Yeah, because I think it's more with the memories. Like, right, it, her aggression may have been taken too somehow. Yes, yes, I'm sure she probably gave up some memories of her being really upset about something. Yeah, and Seth is just like, oh, hey, what's going on? Like smiling, and I'm like, I'm gonna punch you in your face. Yeah. <laughs> so she asks who lives there, and Seth goes, oh, you met her. Right. Busted! Oh, I was, like, so mad. It's like, oh, yeah, we came in in the same group. In the same group? Really? So this is yeah. just somebody, and she knows who you are? Or was it the same group, like, you and Margo and Jules and JT? Right. And he goes, oh, I just come to check on her sometimes. Uh-huh. I love it because, yeah, Margo's like, she met something, and she used to be a person. And, right. And he's just like, what do you want me to say? Right. Oh, we're all worried about you and want you to come home. Dad wants you to come home. Right. Oh. And back with the line, as long as you're here, I'll be there for you. And then he tries to throw in, I promise, Martian. Oh, that was a bad <laughs> idea. Yes, that blew it, because she immediately pushes him away and tells him not to touch her. 
Right, because that was like her dad's special nickname. Right, and he is not her dad. And suddenly, out comes the cul-de-sac empties. <laughs> Every house, out comes a woman just standing there, and they're all saying Seth's name. Right. I'm like, oh, you're so super screwed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, there's six of them, and if yes. we're saying it's a year, possibly longer, depending on how quickly they were. Hollowed out. Right. That could be, well, with Margot there, so what, seven, seven uh-huh. or more years. Because if you say maybe it can go two years before they're totally empty. Okay, so we're looking at those women that could have been six to 12 years plus the year that Margot's been in there. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, how long has yeah, he been? Yeah, he could have been in there for 50 years. Yeah. As long as he doesn't age, then. Yeah, to 20 something. Okay. Right. Interesting. Let's go back to Margot's house and Jewel, who's still covered in blood and goo. Yes, looking very Rambo-ish. Yes, <laughs> hearing a knife being sharpened, and you have Dad there, and he turns around, sees her, and he starts walking towards her with the knife in his hand. He's like, you're here for Margot, and you think that it'll be easier to get Margot out if I'm out of the way. And I'm just, like, kind of holding my breath. Right, because you didn't, don't know for sure how he's going to react. And, yeah, all of a sudden he puts a knife down. He's like, you're right. I'll do anything just because I know what I am and I have no problem with not existing. He's like, so right. do it. And I'm like, he's screwing with you, Jules. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to go that easy. But then I'm right. like, maybe he is. Right. Because he does seem not happy with the situation. Right. He, yeah, he has not been... At least from what we've seen so far, he's not happy with the situation at all. Right. And then we go back to the cul-de-sac, so we have no idea what the hell is happening in the house. Right. Damn it. Oh. Yeah, the cuts are killing us it, here. It was. Oh, it was. So Seth is like, okay, I, yeah, I haven't been totally honest with you. Really? You think? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm so surprised. If Margot could have a surprised face, she probably would not still have a surprised face there. Right. And, ugh. And because Margot's like, these people were like me. And they went in and never came out. And this is when Seth goes on his crazy rant. Right. About how she doesn't recognize how special this place is. And he got kind of pissed when she's like, it's like I'm seeing you for the first time. You're not who I thought you were. Oh, this did not sit well with him at that. Oh, no. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's screaming about, I never belonged anywhere. The house saved me. And, you know, she she was like, you know, okay, that's fine. You found some place. You figured out you can live here. But you bring other people and you feed them to this house every year. Right. And so she's not happy. And then he's getting almost in- indignant about it. Oh, absolutely. because he. Goes on the, a big rant saying, saying, I keep waiting for one of you to figure out how magnificent this place is and the gifts that it can give you because memory is a disease and this house is the cure. How can you not see that? And if you don't want to use it, maybe you're not who I thought you were. Maybe you're just like everybody else disappointed. Oh, and I think that kind of got Margo. She's like, well, if memories are a disease, and what's love? An infection? Yeah. And uh, I love it, because he's just like, I still love you. Just love them first. I'm not a serial killer. 
I'm a serial monogamous. So, and I love, she's oh. like, uh, they're not mutually exclusive. The house used yeah. <laughs> them up and put away their dry husk. And you're fine with this. Right. And this is when I was like, oh shit, he stepped over the line. He stepped over the line a long time ago. Right. But this is the one thing that really set her off. I mean, cause she, she's kind of been boiling and boiling. And this is the one that just popped the top off the, te- the teapot. Yeah. When he's like, "Ugh, grow up. You're not some helpless little girl. I was like, oh shit. You totally, you, are you stupid? Yes. <laughs> Cause she turns around, pauses for a second, and says, oh, I'm right here. Right. And this isn't locked. So open the gate and let the parents out. Right. Yeah, you're right. I'm not helpless. Maybe you should have looked around where you are first, dumbass. <laughs> exactly. Because and so, yeah, the, the yeah. family comes out then. And then you kind of see in the background, Jules and Dad walking down the street towards them. So Jules didn't kill Dad. Right. Which They teamed up together. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, Seth, Mr. McDouchebag, turns around to, like, run. Yes. And I don't know if Jules stabbed him by accident here or on purpose because... Oh, it was on purpose. Okay, because she looked a little like, holy shit. And then Dad grabs him and it's like, oh... She keeps him from running. Yeah, you're not going anywhere, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and the family, all zombie-like, comes over and puts their hands on him. And he's down on his knees and you see the eyes, like, rolling around because he's remembering all this stuff and just huge pool of goo is forming everywhere. Right. And you see all of these things coming up. And when this is happening, Dad just has this look of disgust on his face. Yes. And he turns around and he's walking away and kind of walking quickly away like, oh my god. Like, he sees this for the first time. Right. And I think because this was happening to someone else and he can actually see what the situation is and step away from, you know, his own moment. Like, right. it's like, holy crap. Yes. And we're, I don't have a problem not existing. Right. And then <laughs> all the women just turn around and go back in their house. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I think Seth is done. Finally. Absolutely. Stupid face. <laughs> he got what he deserved. I, I'm not, you know, shedding any tears over him. No, not at all. <laughs> But we're back at Margot's house, and you see Dad with his feet in the water, and you see a rope around the planter next to him, which we had seen this rope earlier. Right. Dad was messing with it when Seth kept trying to tell him, oh, it's not a good idea if she closes the door and burns the house. This has tried. They've tried. It doesn't work. Right. And it was weird, and I don't know if you noticed it. I think it was one of those orchid mantis, like, in the pool, because that's what it looked like to me. Right, um, it could have been. So I'm like, okay, it's dead. Is it trying to say, like, okay, Seth is dead, and he was our orchid mantis that was pulling people in? Right, or it could have been signifying the death of whatever was after Jules. Oh, okay. So it it, it probably was a metaphor for both of the deaths. Okay, and weirdly enough, Dad's holding a knife again and puts it down next to him. I'm like, all right, what the hell... Is he trying to do? And Margot coming over to sit down and put her feet in the pool with her jeans on again, not rolled up. Right. At least Dan's smart <laughs> enough to roll up his pant legs. 
God, I don't know why that irritates me. Probably because wet jean is so uncomfortable. Right. And Jules comes out and sits on the steps. Margot tells him thank you. And he smiles and tells her he wanted to protect her. Which I thought was really sweet. And then they kind of, yes. like, put their heads together. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's he doing? Yeah. <laughs> is is he sucking the rest of her memories out? Or is he somehow no. giving them back to her or something? Right. We don't know. They didn't show any of no. that. But Margot's crying and he's crying and, you know, stands up and Margot has the knife in her hand. It's like, oh, great. So they're looking at each other and we see that the rope is tied around his ankle. Right. So I'm like, okay, is it so they can try to kill him again and he won't follow them? Right. Or what the hell is happening? And we can see that Margot is not going to be able to do this, at least not by him. Right. By herself. No. And he even tried to try his leaning in and being, you know, kind of the mean person again. And that didn't do it. So Jules comes and also puts her hands on the knife. And weirdly, they stab him in the stomach together. Yes. And he just falls into the pool and the planter goes into the pool as well. But it's not just a normal pool. It's the weird, like, endless sky pool. Right. The deep, dark pool. Right. So, I mean, we already seen him fall into something deep, dark, and endless. Right, at the house, and survived it. Right, so I'm wondering if it's the planter to kind of keep pulling him down into it forever. I think so. So, yeah, Jules and Margo hug, and, you know, the light in the house goes out. Right. I'm like, okay, is this supposed to be significant that he is really gone then? Right, that's how I took the light going out, was that was signifying that, yes, he actually did die. Okay, and all of a sudden there's, like, dark clouds, and the sun is setting, and... It's like, okay, do they have to go through that corn maze again? But it didn't seem so, because all of a sudden they were back at the house. Right. And just, like, an exit door. It didn't even seem like they had to do the shit that they had to do before. No. That's why I said no, I feel that... like the house was like, okay, we're going to let you go. You fought your demons, and you've made it through. Right. Or did they actually kill the demons of the house? Oh. And now it's just a regular house. Oh, interesting. And that anybody else could actually leave if they could remember where they're at. Okay, that's a really interesting point. I didn't think of that. Right. Like somehow Seth was like the house's demon. Like right. bringing people in. Okay, I can like, see that. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, feeding the beast. And if the beast ain't got nothing to eat, it will die. Yeah, because... It's weird, though, because you just see, like, the black rooms and a white light on the other side of the door where Margot and Jules are standing in an exit sign. Right. And they look, and they just, like, kind of pause, look back, and walk away, and the door just closes. The end. And even when they open the door, you barely see what appears to be floor out just a couple of feet. And it's just, it's all bright light, and it's like, are we walking into the light here? I know. I was like, okay, are they just over? Was it some kind of Are purgatory? they dead and yeah. actually, yeah, going to heaven or what? Are they out? I don't know. It was weird, but at least they're not still stuck in the house, I guess. Right, yes. And they finally turn and walk. They don't walk straight. They walk to the side. And you figure, okay, that must be. Their way out. out. Yeah. Right. So this was crazy. This was like this season totally different, obviously, but I liked this season more 
Yes. I think because last season I felt like there was still that opening at the end. Yes, absolutely. And granted, there is an opening here. Of course there is. But I feel like it it gives us more closure, if that makes sense. Yes, Okay. It does. And we didn't have a weird, creepy bacon room. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I did like this season. I, I did. So, yay. All right. So what did you guys think about this season? We want to know. Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know how you felt. What creepypasta you think they should do next? Yes. Because we... We have two more seasons, we yes. know. And since they can change this up so much, oh, it could be anything. Yes. All right, so let us know, and uh, we might just send you something. So don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of sci-fi shows and other weird creepiness find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you are enjoying the podcast. And if there's something you want us to cover, let us know, even if it's not on sci-fi, because we do cover a lot of other shows. You know, if there's something out there that you're like, what the hell? Why haven't you talked about this? Let me know. Let Steve know. We will talk to you about it. That's and right. And we will have you come on and join us. So don't forget to check everything out over at www.fangirlzone.com because that's where you can find all the stuff that we're talking about and trying to pass on information to you guys that we find because there's always interesting stuff. And for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk and the finale of Season 2 of Channel Zero, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. So F you and F the house. And until next time.